This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Kuralt, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on The Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is... Hey, Kaiser. Hi, y'all. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Gertz Cooley, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gertz. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best this is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venter's WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Garden Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hansen. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right now. It's a third hour already. Does go fast, doesn't it? 919-860-9783. I'm Mike Rayleigh. Rufus Edmonston's over there. Ann is off today, and we got uh, Nelson Cox in with us. Nice uh, for her to come in from the Garden Hut in Fuqua Verena. And uh, Johnny Coley, who is an extension agent in, uh, in Granville and Person County, is also here. Uh, Johnny, uh, what are the Master Gardeners worried? Do they have any special projects right now? Uh, well, Mike, we, we had a, a fundraising event the 1st of December that we had to cancel because of uh, uh, COVID-19. We we usually do a, a wreath-making workshop uh, the 1st of December, making wreaths. We, we supply all the, uh, the greenery and the, the hardware 
for people to come in and make a, make themselves a wreath. And um, uh, it was very popular last year, and uh, unfortunately we had to, to cancel that this year uh, just because we, we, we couldn't get enough people in, in the space that we, we did that. So, um, But really, don't we, we, we just did finish up a training uh, for, for the Master Gardeners, finished that up, uh, I guess, last week. Uh, they, they took the, the final exam, everybody passed, and uh, so we have a, a new crop of uh, interns for our Master Gardener program. It, uh, with this, it, it just about doubled our, uh, our our Master Gardener program. So that's really uh, thriving there now. You should be proud. Yeah, well, it's a it, it's a it's a group effort for sure. Uh, we've got yeah. some, some great uh, great people there that um, uh, that are excited. I think the interns are are very excited. We had a meeting on Thursday with uh, uh, the, the the Master Gardeners that were already in place, and then the, the interns and interns are very excited about getting started on on projects and and hopefully we can do that uh you know by by late spring anyway uh meeting face to face and and getting some things uh some things done and back on track for the for the master gardener program everything has been of course via zoom uh, for most of the year and um a lot of a lot of good you know programs uh have have helped have been involved with uh, Paul McKenzie and and his uh, master gardeners with the uh, master gardener chat uh, that 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 they developed so uh, that his master gardeners really developed that um our master gardeners have, have participated in in some of those programs as well and that um, it's a very good program they're continuing it um, on through uh, the the springtime so that starts back up in February I think so that'll uh, that'll be good. Uh, a good program and, and lots of good speakers that they've got uh, lined up for that. Uh, we sort of stepped back from from being involved with that so much, but that is a good a good program that they're continuing. But it's um you know it is moving along, and you know really do appreciate uh, uh, my master gardeners and and their enthusiasm. Um, you know they it's contagious. You know when you get a, get a group of people and they start throwing out ideas and uh, some things that we can we can move forward on. Uh, it's definitely contagious and, and helps you uh, get you know get some things done when you have some some helping hands there as well. Uh, by by golly, it's uh, yeah that that's a wonderful program, it really is. There are so many the the uh, I was just thinking I was looking at the uh, extension gardener plant toolbox and looking at some yeah. of the plants that are blooming, but I, the Japanese maples. I mean, the maples in general, we we've had a pretty good year of uh, color in the landscape, and uh, the Japanese maples, particularly. Uh, Nelson, I know you you've always had a lot of Japanese maples for sale at your place, and anytime you go there, especially this time of year or, or a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. they've been blooming. But I've I've had one. I've got one in my landscape that that didn't really turn until a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it, gosh, it was just magnificent. It was a orangey red. And, and, uh, I just love the, the, the different varieties. <clears throat> Some have bright yellow, like the coral bark has bright yellow leaves in the fall and, and some, you know, maroon summer, mm-hmm. but Japanese, if you don't have a Japanese maple in your landscape and some are a little contorted and, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean maples definitely Japanese maples are just stunning in um a variety of sizes and and shapes and and colors. 
Um, you know, even if you want to uh, container garden, um, you could grow one in a container garden. But the definitely um, a, a key piece in any um, setting. Um, again, whether you you know bonsai one and you're on a balcony or a small condo or apartment, um, have one in a container. They're just a lot of fun. They're a lot of color. Putting some up lighting on them in the winter time to show their structure. Uh, our farm. Um, where my parents are in Julian uh, had some of the most brilliant, beautiful trees. Uh, and they're, yeah. they're, it's funny, they're trees. One of them was a, a green leaf maple um, that uh, a buddy of mine gave to me in 1987 when I graduated from NC State, and it just was stunning. So even some of the green leaf forms are, are really pretty. You've got a Siryu, of course, some blood goods, uh, fire glow, uh, Tamukiyamas, uh, Crimson Queen, and they're just beautiful. Um, so yeah, it just brings great joy to have all that beautiful fall color and, and seasonal color as well. What else do you enjoy in the winter? Uh, well, you know, we were talking off air a while ago about Edgeworthia, um, and how we were also talking about how some of the plants this year seem to have, have a, had, um, a longer leaf retention, but they're, they're starting to fall off and, um, more than 50% of, of the Edgeworthia have, um, which is a beautiful winter interest plant. You're you're already seeing where half the foliage has fallen, and just the the stems with the big pronounced um, little lentils or leaf scars, if you will, are beautiful. The buds have formed, and it won't be long before they'll be opening up and the little tubular. Uh, I think Pam Beck says they look almost like little bunny rabbit toes or something. <laughs> bunny um, rabbit, little toes. bunny rabbit fingers, or um, but. They're fuzzy. They'll open up yellow. They're very fragrant. Um, they're just a, it's a great tree, um, a great plant to have. Small, small. I like um, to. I think they look like chand- little chandeliers. Little chandeliers. That's a good description as well. Yeah. Um, or like the little pussy toes. But um, you know, of course, we were talking about camellias. Uh, we we have um, some goggy. Uh, which is a real pale formal uh, flower that are that were blooming um, just this past week at, at the store, and uh, some of the fall ones and the yuletides are still flowering. So uh, just great um, to mix it up and to have color all year round. Yes, some of the uh, there are a lot of camellias that have been blooming, mm-hmm. and uh, japonicas even even blooming. It's something we associate more with a little later on in the winter, but. Uh, you know, January, February, but what, I don't know what, whether this is as big as, almost as big as a softball, a camellia. It almost looks like Governor Mouton, but it's too pink. Is that pink and white? No, it's just the light light on it. It's Kramer Supreme. That's it. It's Kramer Supreme. I should have known that Nelson would know. Kramer Supreme. The lighting there made it look like a little bit of white, but yeah, that's Mm -hmm. it, Kramer Supreme. So it's how big, Rufus? It's almost as big as a a softball, not baseball, softball. I love the different designs Mm -hmm. for a lack of another way to describe it. Peony form or formal. Yeah, right, and that looks more like a a peony type. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you like peonies, uh, Kramer Supreme is a is a great camellia to get. It's a beauty. So uh, Rufus has. Do you have a lot of camellias in your yard? I do. I do. I probably have. I mean, I say a lot. I probably have twenty, twenty five different cultivars. Yeah, a couple of man gave gave to me back back in the early nineties. Wow. So uh, just. 
few I've collected here and there. Rufus, you have a about, about seventy, but there some are some are not too too big. I at my age now, I want something that is going to live longer than I do. Sure. Yeah, and uh, has some size to it. Right. Instant so I'm not going to take the nine ninety nine. Yeah. Confession. Well, that's <laughs> you know that's the beauty of plants is um, you know you, that's that's your legend you leave behind. You know it's just uh, plants keep on going. Beautiful. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll continue in a moment here on WPTF. This can't be good. Big John Ruth is on the line. So oh my! Oh, there must be something up. Yeah, this is world news. <laughs> For the weekend gardener coming up, it's ten nineteen. listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio it's the wptf weekend gardener with mike ann and rufus all right it's uh 10 wptf time mike rayley here along with rufus edmonston and nelsa cox and johnny coley extension agent in person and granville county and uh, also big john ruth joins us morning john Hey, hey, good morning. Yeah. Are you stopped or are you driving? Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Well, I'm going to sing you a little song real quick. If you got a second, it'll be just one verse. <sighs> okay, John, go ahead and sing. <laughs> <laughs> something, something to get you in the Christmas spirit. You know? We're ready, man. <clears throat> I'll tell you, all, it comes like this. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas on the mighty Rufus show. That's all the words I know, so I'll let you go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, John. Very good. A little round of applause I, I did, for that. I did this improv, guys. Okay. So that I, was about I, three on the meter, I think. Uh, so. <laughs> that was about three on the uh, on the meter. Well, that was a good bass That's voice. Tough. You you could have sung with Elvis on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been one of the Jordanaires. Get down in the basement. There you go, man. How you guys doing? Uh, we, we're, I'm um, I'm pretty pert today, as as the old folks say. Yeah, feeling yeah, pretty good. Call you. Wish you guys a Merry Christmas. As I'm, of course, uh, this will be it. This is your last show before, before Christmas, I guess. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll be. <clears throat> I guess we'll go after Christmas, won't we? We will, 26. Yeah, we'll be on the air. <laughs> Now next year, oh, I don't know. I haven't looked at the calendar to see. I, our uh, this show has not fallen on Christmas very often, but uh, I, we haven't done we haven't done a show on Christmas, and I don't intend to. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 company is. Well, maybe let, I'll just have to go ahead and do it with, with me and Nelson. It's the twenty fifth next year. Uh, they'll have to. Oh, they'll have my. to come up with. They'll have to come up with some some alternative programming. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I have been off when I got married. Uh, well, actually, when we got married for the in public, because we got we eloped in 1975. But our our public ceremony 79. After that, the, I didn't have to work anymore. Christmases, and I have uh, been allowed to take that off. Ever since, I, I don't rarely take off a holiday, but I do at Christmas, Christmas Day. Yeah, well, and uh, so I, 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 I don't, I, I hope that by then that we, uh, 
we'll have things worked out to to not be on that day. Maybe we can have a best of or some uh, you know repeat a show yeah, or we ought to do it. We or we can have some good behavior. Yeah, they all they they usually have some kind of Christmas programming. Yeah. On, uh, right. Yeah. Right. So. Rufus, how you doing, buddy? Well, you're going to see my uh, wonderful assistant. Anytime she and I went, I was telling the listeners earlier this morning, and I don't know whether they knew it or not, but the the person that helped me all along with the super kids was Lloyd Hunter, who uh, had a a funeral yesterday, and it was a a magnificent thing. And he, he will have a great legacy because of all those kids that he's helped. And by the way, you, no doubt. you have the the listener, The listeners have responded. I've had three or four of you come up and and make donations to the extra special super kids, yep. and you're Perfect. you're helping with a legacy. And I do dearly appreciate that. And anytime you buy a Rufus Edmiston book, that's Rufus. You're helping the super kids too. You still have some at, at the Garden Hunt. We do. Because I and need to get I need to get one. I gotta I gotta send one out. And you can get the books at Nelson's. Uh, I'm sure the Ridge, uh, what is it, Blue? Uh, Quail Ridge. Quail Ridge Brooks has them at uh, North Hills and the Museum uh, Museum of History shop there. Barnes and Noble, do you think they would have them? Barnes & Noble, I think you can get that online. And, okay. uh, of course, Amazon. Well, it's a worthy cause, no doubt. I mean, for the kids. Something. Yeah, and it's a good book. It's a good read. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's funny, you know. Yeah, and that's the mild stuff that Rufus came out with this time. I'm waiting for. Oh, wait till the I'm next. I'm waiting one. for the big stuff here. The next book. Tell me about it. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I won't hold you. I just want to wish you guys a merry Christmas and uh, the very best to all of you guys. And uh, we will see you on the radio. All right, buddy. You're a good man. You're you, a good radio okay. man. Hey, uh, John, do me a favor. Don't sing anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't. I won't give up my day job. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just kidding, buddy. No, no, me and Craig Bullard, we did a, a version. Uh, I'm, I'm going to play it tomorrow. Well, actually, uh, I can play it. didn't see the day. It was too late now. But uh, we did White Christmas together. And uh, you're talking about something good. That's I bet so. Happened. Yeah, I bet so. Yeah, you know, he called He called the Weekend Gardener one time, uh, two or three years ago. Craig, yeah, he yeah. was heading heading toward a gig in Little Washington, I think. That's where he's from. That's, where that's he's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I we, think he wanted to talk about peppers, if I recall. We were honored. I don't know. He wanted to talk to you. He wanted to talk to you. That's the only reason he called, I'm sure. No. He didn't have time he, to uh, garden. He's, he, he's he was, singing. He was, trying, he was trying to get with Rufus on some, uh, some cantaloupes up around Warren County. Oh, cantaloupes. That's oh, exactly yeah, yeah, what it yeah. was. That's right. We had been what talking about that. I don't know. Yeah, somebody it, it's very somebody to that us. area. That's right. Up around Littleton, Warren, Warren. I don't know. Johnny's Johnny's Ridgeway, from up around there. Ridgeway Cantaloupes. I think there's a little community called Ridgeway up there. That, that, Ridgeway. Ridgeway. That's yeah. it. Ridgeway. Exactly. That, that's exactly it, Johnny. Yeah, Craig wanted to. Uh, I wonder if I was going to be. I work all over North Carolina. He said, "Are you going? If you're going that way, grab me some." And well, so I, so I'll. Yeah, Big John, we got to go to the news, buddy. Go get them. Hey, thank you. We'll see you soon. 
Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Uh, Mike Rayley here along with my friend Rufus Edmonston and uh, my other friend, Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut. My other friend, Johnny Coley, who is the uh, extension agent in charge of horticulture for Granville and uh, also for uh, Person County. And I met both the extension chairman yesterday. They're really, really watching you, Johnny. I, you know, they, they're both there. Yeah, yeah. Had 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 both uh, both of them in the Granville County office yesterday. So we have a new um, new director starting uh, January fourth. Uh, Paul Westfall, who was who's been the director there for several years, retired in November, and uh, so Teresa Teresa Perrier is um. Uh, going to start that position. Yeah, I met her January, yesterday, January fourth. Nice, nice young lady. So that's uh, that's great. But they they really are checking up on you, Johnny. Uh, watch your step. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what yeah. what were y'all talking about off the air? Of, uh, uh, share that with us. What well, were you talking we, about? Something that tasted good. Well, first of all, Rufus said he's watching the clock, so he knows he's headed to the farmers market to get him a hot dog. <laughs> And I said, yeah, I was at the farmer's market last week picking up apples and uh, grapefruit because we do little fruit baskets. And I said, but but I didn't get all of my citrus there because uh, Keith Ramsey Garden Supply rode down to a little place in Georgia and picked up cases and pallets of Georgia Kisses. And they're kind of like little clementines. They are fantastic. They still had, they were picked that morning. They still have the little leaves on so them. So that was in southern Georgia. Yes. That, that... And then we also got the Satsumas. And uh, God, they're fantastic. They're wonderful. Is he selling them at his. Yeah, we're at, both at selling York? them. And, and Logan's as well. We're oh. all three selling them. Uh, I sold out and I I wished I'd have had the time to, to go and see if he had some more cases. <laughs> well, I just. I don't know what's happened to tangerines. I haven't. Oh I didn't see God. any last year or I am this year. I'm telling you, these things would, oh, they were they, they are fantastic. The satsumas and um, and the little Georgia kisses, just like a little clementine, and it's so good. Yeah, I see. It. Clementines are easy to find, but the regular old tangerines that uh, I grew up yeah. with in my stocking, I haven't seen the last and, year and or I, so. And I think that that is why I like to sell fruit this time of year at our store is because it reminds me. Of what was in my yeah, stocking, I right. loved having the little um, nuts and <clears throat> uh, that you had to crack yourself, and just you know apples right. and oranges and tangerines, and I ate the tangerines first. I'm afraid I wanted the candy. That well, was in we there. we would have some of that too, but <laughs> I loved the fruit. Yeah, well, that's good for you. Good for you. You're very health minded, anyway. That's that's uh, great. And Rufus, I, I I don't want you to watch the clock. I, I want your full attention. <laughs> well, I was on thinking, the show, Mister Secretary. Yeah, I, I was thinking about when I grew up at the Three Forks Baptist <laughs> Church. Each year, you got a little bag of uh, things with tangerines, and, and that's the biggest gift you got. But the Reverend uh, Victor Trivet would be say, "Be sure and don't forget your poke." P-O-K-E. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't forget to pick up your poke as you're on your way out. They, we don't work that in the conversations very often anymore. Yeah. So, so folks, if you're not of my age, a poke means a bag. Yeah. Johnny, y'all, talk, y'all use that term up, up where you're from? I've I have heard of that term, pig and a poke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't really know what that referred to, but I remember the term pig and a poke. But uh, 
But yeah, I knew the Pope was a bag. So I did. By the way, our friend uh, Major Dave uh, sent me a Christmas note and said that he, a certain animal had been a pig and ate every ear of his corn, several rows, except one. It left him one pitiful stalk. Major Dave is on the line right you now. You are kidding. This is psychic this, time. This, Major this, Dave. This he, is serendipitous. <laughs> that, is, that is so strange because uh, we, we had <clears throat> talked about this off the air, about your problem with the deer. But he just, I swear to you, he just mentioned it. And I looked over here, and there's Major Dave. Well, well, psychic. Well, Merry Christmas, Major Dave. Well, Merry Christmas to everybody because I'm calling to thank you for the weekly gift you give me of home every week. Oh, thank you so much. I I hope it's a gift for this little show. We do our best. But I actually do have a gardening question. Well, good for you. I did something this year for the first time. I planted potatoes. And after the look, you know, I had to fingertip amputated after a little accident back in March. Right. Kind of neglected my garden. I forgot all about them. They're there in the boxes. And they're three by five boxes that are probably about eight inches deep and about three layers deep. So I got about two feet of soil in there now. And I forgot to harvest them. I mean, is it even worth it at this point? Uh, what happens if you leave them in the ground for an extended period? Uh, what am I facing, possibly? Well, if you had a freeze, I'm afraid it's bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you'd be surprised. You you may find um, <laughs> some rotten ones, but you'd be surprised. You may find uh, some that have, um, have sprouted, um, and then you may find little potatoes off of those sprouts. Uh, you, you'd just be surprised because I have... Um, you know, pretty much always harvested and dug mine all the time, and inevitably there's a handful that are left, and I'll see them, you know, late fall or early winter when I'm looking for my uh, broccoli and cabbage and stuff, and, and I'd be dang if it didn't like a little potato that seems okay. So you'd be surprised. Now, Major Dave, you need, you need to tell us the truth about your deer and your corn crop. I had 250 stalks of corn in the ground, and the wife and I had been keeping an eye on it, and uh, we said to each other, well, tomorrow we need to come down and pick the corn, and we agreed, and we woke up the next morning and went down to the garden, and there were two cobs of corn on one stalk. (laughs) Uh, Terrible thing to laugh at, but I... (laughs) Oh, that's tragic. Well, the deer are happy. But we we have some very well fed deer up here. Well, you apparently do. I'm sure they're very. They were very happy for you to move to Virginia. <laughs> well, we sounds like the uh, a couple of deer had the same conversation a day before you and your wife had that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. Good, good one, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't know what to tell you, Dave. I, I I'm not sure how you how you uh, guard against that. If you were that close, now was it how close to the house is this field? Well, we've got two and a half acres here, so I'd say it's a good two hundred feet away from the house proper. It's down on the lower level by the river. Yeah, and all they have to do is just skirt across the river, grab a few bites, and take off again. Right. Mm. <laughs> and at <laughs> night, they did it all at night, so probably. Well, that the river. I, they call it a river. It's about 30 feet wide, but it's only about 12 inches deep. Uh-huh. Uh, we have 
three natural freshwater springs up here in the mountains that feed it. So it's the purest, clearest water you'd ever want to see flowing by. So at least we're grateful for that. So what what's your what are your plans for next year for a corn crop? Are you gonna? I'm well. First place, I'm going to move it to a slightly different part of the yard. Um, my son-in-law was an avid crossbow hunter, and uh-huh. I want to give him a better field of view. Amen. <laughs> uh, that's certainly uh, certainly one solution. Uh, I don't. <laughs> hey, uh, did, have you seen a bear lately? Because I know you had a bear pretty close. Well, we, they they come about once a week and rifle the trash cans. We put up some game cameras now, so we're actually catching them on video um, when they come in the yard. But uh, they've been very few. But we, I saw my first wild turkey the other day going across the bottom of the yard. Just one? I never, I had never seen a wild turkey. And I'm, I didn't, I wasn't hunting him. I wasn't going after him. He just was taking his time strolling across the lower yard. About that? Yeah, I, I love that up in uh, Pittsburgh. At our Family farm, you, you occasionally see them way out in the field there. It's usually a flock well, of them. Well, we love it because it teaches the grandchildren a lot about nature and to respect nature. And yeah. um, no, Nobody up here hunts for sport. Anything they hunt goes in their freezer. They put sure. it on the table. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's exactly. the way to do it. But, again, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, the happiest of holidays, and uh, once this COVID mess is over, I hope to get back down that way to actually see you in person. We'd love to. You can can come up. We'll let you in the back door. <laughs> Thank you so much. Great, great, Major Dave. Good, good to hear from you, Rufus. We'll stay in touch. Merry All Christmas. Right. Merry Christmas, Dave. Merry Christmas. I know what I know because I listen to the show. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's Major Dave from the mountains of Virginia calling us this morning on WPTF 919-860-9783. It's 1045. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's uh, 1049. You're listening to the WPTF Weekend Gardener, and we're quickly running out of time. Uh, Mike Crayley here. Ann Clapp is off today. Brother Rufus is with us. We also have Nelsa Cox, owner of the Garden Hut in Fuquay Varina, and Johnny Coley, extension agent in Granville and Person County. And Matthew is with us in Raleigh. Matthew, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Yes, sir. How can we help you? Yes, sir. I had a quick question for you, gentlemen. Um, I recently planted some southern magnolia trees in my yard. Um, I got them from a big box store. Uh, actually, I planted them back in October, I believe it was. And long story short, uh, about a week ago, a uh, couple, what I think is a couple bucks, came through and started uh, rooting or uh, using the antlers and really did some damage to them. Uh-huh. And I'm just curious to know, do I mean, like, it's really bad um, as far as taking all of the stem, um, all the low-hanging um, branches uh, from the bottom of the tree, basically to the top of it. I mean, there are little trees to start with, maybe three, four feet tall to start with. I'm just curious, have I lost these for for the most part, 
or stick in there and they'll recover 15, 20 years from now. You'll never know that. It depends on how bad they ringed them. Well, I mean, the plant's probably not going to die uh, if some of the limbs or stems um, are completely severed. You know, at the collar, then you won't have more. But chances are, I mean, it could be a partial break where, you know, axillary leaf buds will will branch more foliage in the future, possibly. But it, it just would all depend on, um, you know, seeing a picture of it. Would you kind of agree, Johnny? Or Yeah, yeah. It, it all depends on how how much it went all the way around the tree with the scarring, uh, whether it was actually girdled or not, um, and cut that, that vascular system uh, off of the tree. But, uh, you know, magnolias are fairly resilient. Uh, my mother and father has one in their front yard, and they um, it, it, the top broke out in an ice storm several years ago, and now you can't even tell. But um, but but being that young, unfortunately, it's going to be a, a time will tell situation. Um, mm-hmm. See what it does in the spring as far as coming back out. Got it. I mean, because literally, uh, they've taken every uh, every last one of the limbs from. I mean, literally, almost the only thing that's standing on on, on the southern magnolias now are the tips. Tips will grow. Yeah. Tips will grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you need is buds. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a, a truly tree formed southern magnolia, <laughs> standardized yeah. magnolia. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd give it a shot. Yeah. Let it let it try. Yeah, I don't. I, don't. I would. Yeah, I would see what it did through the spring. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Matthew. Good luck with that. Merry Christmas. Thank you. All right. Uh, when you're servicing your car, you need to know your cycle of service. Now, the cycle of service begins the month you buy your car, so that cycle does not necessarily match with uh, normal seasonal changes. But at King's Auto Service, they will schedule your service intervals based on that cycle. And for those using synthetic oil and driving limited miles, you may go months past the normal service based on those miles, and you'll be able to schedule your service two to three times a year. During your service, King's will also check a lot of things, actually, uh, like the wipers, Uh, Belts, tires, transmission levels, just to keep you safe. For those of you driving a uh, a, uh, hybrid vehicle like a Toyota Prius, uh, the certified hybrid technicians at King's Auto Service are now able to refurbish your home uh, or high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer will charge to replace it. And this usually occurs around 150,000 miles. Call King's today to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service. King's Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Auto Service. Raleigh's most reliable care uh, car care service since uh, 1946. And you call them on Monday and uh, set up a time. All right, 919-860-9783. We're quickly running out of time. And Larry is with us in Raleigh. Larry, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hey, good morning. I just have a real quick question. I'm going to call you guys. Yeah. Um, I uh, had some daylilies, not this summer, but the summer before last. I planted them around the back of my deck. I get late afternoon sun from, like, 
uh, lunchtime to whenever the sun sets in the summer, and not one of those rascals bloomed this year. And uh, I, it's for the life of me, I don't know why. Now they greened out, and uh, I had the little tomatoes beside them that were in the raised uh, out of the ground uh, because the, the soil is just terrible behind the house. Um, so I'm thinking that's probably what it was. Did you but, fertilize? They may have been over-fertilized. Would that be a, a possibility if they don't grow? No, I, di- I didn't put anything on them. Cause, I mean, Not on the did, tomatoes? No, the, the tomatoes did fine. I had a jack-in-the-beanstalk. They grew through the seedling. Oh. I never get any fruit hardly. I maybe got five. But uh, oh. the little rose bush beside it didn't bloom either. Uh, and that's in the ground. The other's in the raised pot. I put an elephant air over there. It grew. Uh, but just nothing with any flowers huh. over there. Well, it it's possible. So you're saying your daylilies are in a raised uh, or container? No, no, they're in the ground. They're in the ground. In the ground. Dig them up and amend the soil and do a little fertility. Um, okay. I mean, well, that's what I was going to do. I listen yeah. to you guys every weekend, and uh, the uh, I just had that chance to have two dogs in this car, but uh, I stopped, and y'all getting ready to close, and. Uh, that's what I was going to do, and uh, hopefully this weather will hold up. I can do some of that. But should I do that in the spring or now? Or You can do it now. Yeah, I mean, they're okay. dormant. Yeah, I'm in the it soil matter. to do now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you say, Johnny? Uh, I was just saying amending the soil could definitely be done now. But, um, you know, again, a soil test would be um, advisable just to see what kind of nutrients you do have, and also the pH, just to make sure those nutrients yeah. are being used uh, yeah. uh, efficiently. Yeah. Well, my my kids are grown now, so I can put some attention to the yard because there's no nutrients in my yard. I can tell you, it's dirt, uh, clay, and rock. So I got I'll put the nutrients in there. But you guys, I appreciate it, and uh, we'll listen next week. Okay. Larry, thank you very much, and Merry Christmas. All right, Merry Christmas to y'all. God bless everyone. Thank, thank you. Me. Same to you. So there there are a fair amount of things we can be doing right now, and and. Uh, Enriching the soil, I guess, Nelson is one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, now's one of my favorite times of the year when new seed catalogs and things are coming and you can plan your garden. So, um, you know, if you get those cold, wet winter days, that's the perfect time to do that. Kind of plot it out, plan it out. Uh, as Johnny said, get your soil testing done, be ready. Um, and anytime you want to do soil um, amending, additives, uh, mulching, uh, cleaning uh, leaves that are just just now or have fallen or getting ready to fall, cleaning up any of that, any any uh, you know um, uh, camellias that may have scale, scouting for those. Um, it's a good time to spray. So just um, continuing um, maintenance in the garden and and getting up old diseased leaves or pruning those perennials back and just just doing a thorough cleanup is good. Wonderful time to plant still Absolutely. because the, the ground's not not too hard and. Buy some new plants for that. What about pruning? What can we prune? Uh, many things. Um, you know, January, February are great months to prune. Um, you know, it's just a matter of do you need to prune and how do you want to prune it and what are you pruning? Yeah. Uh, spring flowering plants you don't want to mess with right now. Yeah, like make a, sure, like yeah, an make azalea. Sure it's not blooming on old growth, so that's good. Uh, someone uh, just uh, just got a uh, a text. 
from a friend, Kelly. I've got uh, banana trees. Do I leave uh, an 18-inch stump when cutting them down or or cut the – how should – I just – I just let – I just – yeah, I put like a cage around them or a ton of – leaf mulch around it um I don't do you know actually she, cut the leaves off i don't i let the frost just kill it all back yeah. um, i don't know if she has it in a container but it's better if it's in the ground um it we have some in containers and i just put them on the southwest side of our the south side of our building up against the greenhouse and um and they do fine um but ideally if they're in the ground you know just adding good leaf mulch or com or just some type of mul- uh, mulch or uh, to protect the root zone and just let it naturally die down. When it gets all slimy, then you can kind of go in there and dig it out. But I, I don't ever cut mine back. Yeah, especially after they. I mean, some of them really get big. Yeah. And uh, they're a lot of fun to have. So Kelly, uh, there's no need to to worry about that. But do mulch them. Their roots like to need be warm. Hey Johnny, thank you, buddy. Thank y'all. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, thanks for everything. <laughs> we'll be in touch, thanks brother Rufus. Merry Christmas to you, Nelsa. Merry Christmas, Sam. Merry Christmas to you. Want to uh, uh, leave you with a, a thought or, or two. A, a wink is as good as a nod to a blind mule. Carry that with you today. That is good. Go pack.